Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with your host, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Parthenia is a psychologist and certified natural healthcare practitioner who will show you alternative paths towards health with a holistic approach. Call in with your questions or comments at 888-235-7374. And now here's the host of Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Yes, good evening to those of you listening to our live broadcast tonight, November 9, 2010, and hello to those of you listening to an Internet archive within a few minutes of the show or rebroadcast some other time. And thanks for listening Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. here on Achieve Radio. There is a link on my website. Uh, You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist at Achieve Radio on the Internet. You, uh, to call into the program, call 888-235-7374, or you can send instant messages. They call them in-quick messages during the show through the link on the Achieve Radio homepage. Please, any problems with the Internet links, give me a call at 866-472-6094. That is 866-472-6094. Now, on this program, we discuss alternative medicine therapies, related products and issues, and we do it with the experts. Only try the therapies shared here after consulting with your physician. Now, last week, my guest was Dr. Len Saputo, author of Return to Healing, Radical Healthcare Reform, and the Future of Medicine. And at the end of that program, we discussed the herb slippery elm and the asana artha matsyandrasana one. Now, if you missed that show, you can go to my website at www.amtherapies.com and click on the radio link to hear the show. For appointments with me and for general information, call 866-472-6090. And I also do remote appointments. Now, intuitive Monique Chapman visits every second Tuesday of the month, and she will visit us again tonight, November 9, 2010, with Monique Moments. Call in. She will share her intuition about you, the economy, and other concerns. Remember, you can purchase the book I co-authored, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health, on my site. Visit www.amtherapies.com to make that wonderful book a gift to yourself and or a friend. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm Alternative Medi. Tonight, I'm going to be speaking with Nina Lesowitz, author of The Courage Companion, How to Live Life with True Power. At the end of the program, we will discuss the herb squaw vine and the asana pasasana. Now it's time for our wellness news. Altruism gene associated with higher willingness to donate Researchers find. This is from Science Daily, November 8, 2010. Do you like to do good things for other people? If so, your genes might be responsible for this. 
At least the results of a study conducted by the researchers of the University of Bonn suggest this. According to the study, a minute charge in a particular gene, a minute, minute change in a particular gene is associated with a significantly higher willingness to donate. People with this change gave twice as much money on an average to a charitable cause as did other study subjects. The results have now been published in the journal Social Cognitive and Effective Neuroscience. Invited their students to take a retention test. The roughly 100 participants were to memorize series of numbers and then repeat them as correct as possible. They received the sum of five euros for doing this. Afterwards, they could either take their hard-earned money home or donate any portion of it to a charitable cause. This decision was made freely and in apparent anonymity. However, quote, we are always we always knew how much money was in the cash box beforehand and could therefore calculate the amount donated. End quote. Scientists had asked their study subjects to undergo a cheek swab. They were able to extract DNA for genetic analysis from cells thus sampled. In these analyses, they uh, focused on one gene, the so-called COMT gene. It contains the building instructions for an enzyme which inactivates um, certain messengers in the brain. The most well-known of these messengers is dopamine. It has been known for nearly 15 years that there are two different variants of the COMT gene, COMT-VAL and COMT-MET, that's COMT or COMT-VAL and COMT-MET, both versions which occur in the population with approximately equal frequency differ in only a single building block. In the case of people with Comptoval variant, the associated enzyme works up to four times more effectively. Thus, considerably more dopamine is inactivated in the brain of a person with this variant. Mini mutation affects behavior. This mini mutation also has effects on behavior. Quote, students with the Comptoval gene donated twice as much money on average as did fellow students with the Comptomet variant, end quote, explains Ruder. This is the first time that researchers have been able to establish a connection between a particular gene and altruistic deeds. However, it was already known from studies on twins that altruistic behavior is also partly influenced by our genes. There is a good reason why the Bond scientists focused their analysis on the COMPT gene. For several years, it has been known that dopamine is involved in controlling social behavior in animals and humans. Thus, the messenger together with substances such as the neuropeptide vessel influences sexuality and bonding. In addition, dopamine is linked with positive emotionality. Even the characteristic of being motivated by stimuli is controlled by this important neurotransmitter. Hmm. So those who consider themselves extremely generous may not be innately so.
It may be dependent on their genes. Very interesting. Okay, when we come back from break, we will be talking to, or I'll be talking with my guest, Nina Lesowitz. Um, Okay, well, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. This portion of the program is sponsored by Alternative Medicine Therapies in Pennsylvania. Visit my website, www.amtherapies.com, and call our number for remote appointments, 866-472-6094. You are hearing us live from the Internet, and we'll be back with Nina Lesowitz, author of The Courage Companion, How to Live Life with True Power. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative Medicine Therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi light therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when Alternative Medicine Therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. Or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies. AchieveRadio.com Okay, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Now, um, one of the things we offer, or a couple of the things we offer at Alternative Medicine Therapies is iridology and kinesiology assessments, as well as consultations in meditation, nutrition, energy medicine, acupressure, and psychosocial concerns. Now, when appropriate, we offer remote services. Call 866-472-6094 for appointments and information. That is 866-472-6094. Uh, remember, on my site, www.amtherapies.com, you can, um, uh, well, you can preview and purchase uh, the book I co-authored uh, called 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health. Uh, my chapter's naturopathy. Okay, tonight uh, we're going to be talking with Nina Lesowitz, author of The Courage Companion, How to Live Life with True Power. Now, uh, Nina Lesowitz is an award-winning marketing professional who runs Spinergy, uh, or actually the Spinergy Group, which represents authors, corporate clients, and nonprofits. She lives in Northern California with her husband and two daughters, and she does volunteer work for local literary organizations and schools. She is co-author of the best-selling book, Living Life as a Thank You, and that is with uh, Mary Beth Sammons, I believe. Uh, Good evening, uh, Nina. 
Good evening, Parthenia. How are you? Fine, thank you. Uh, oh, good. Um, book, wonderful book, uh, and something that, as you indicate in uh, in the book, something that's very timely given a lot of the challenges that many people are experiencing, Absolutely. not only financially, but uh, you know, you also talk about uh, health challenges and things of that nature as well. And I love the cover. Okay. I, always, I always like to comment on the, the covers, especially when they're uh, nice and, and, and it actually seems to go along with what it's about. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, what, what, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, uh, and how you uh, went from, well, I mean, obviously you're interested in marketing and, you know, literary uh, endeavors and helping authors and things, but how do you get from things of that nature into wanting to give advice and inspiration to people uh, with regards to courage. Absolutely. Well, let's see. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, but I moved out to the San Francisco Bay Area when I was 19, which looking back, it took a lot of courage to move cross-country, and I didn't know anybody. And so I've lived out here ever since, and uh, when I was going through my divorce about 15 years ago, I decided to change careers and pursue my first love, which was book publishing. So I started working um, in a book publishing uh, company in marketing, though. I mean, I worked with authors. And uh, in 1999, I published a book called The Party Girl Cookbook, which obviously is a little bit different than these um, inspiration books. But then I put it. I put aside my writing um, for a long time, and partly why I did that was because I was fearful. I knew that the next time I wrote a book, I would have to get up and give speeches and give book talks and do live TV interviews, and and the thought, frankly, terrified me. So <laughs> I postponed it for a while. And now my kids are in college, and I just. I had more time, and I really wanted to get back to it. I'm very involved in the uh, book publishing world. Um, and so last year, my publisher gave us the opportunity, my co-author and I, who's a journalist, uh, gave us the opportunity to write Living Life as a Thank You because I have actually been a gratitude practitioner for a while. And so that book was very successful, and then we followed it up with The Courage Companion, and in it, we interview people from across the United States and Canada, uh, you know, looking for a common denominator and how these people, in some cases, face down tremendous crises. You know, how did they keep going? What tips can they give the rest of us? And then it also is very applicable to just anyone, really, um, because there are there's to me there's two two parts to this. I mean, one is is facing a crisis, and but then. The other side is that oftentimes fears really hold people back from accomplishing what they really, you know, who they, becoming who they really need to be. And I found that to be true in my case, you know, so I took action and joined Toastmasters, and now I'm feeling infinitely more comfortable about doing radio interviews, for instance. (laughs) but, uh, you know, the book has, has some really important message, and, and we're finding, my co-author and I are finding that people just don't talk about courage a lot, you know? Well, yes, I think people often think courage is only for the war 
you know, the person involved in Right, right. I mean, it's like people, and in fact, that you know, that you bring up because police officers. We, exactly. Well, we interviewed so many people, as you know, because you've read the book, but uh, who, none of whom came out and said, oh, I think, you know, I'm a courageous person. People just don't admit to being courageous. In fact, uh, the opposite was true. Many people said, oh, I'm not courageous. I mean, yesterday I was at a book signing with this woman who lost her daughter, um, and her granddaughter, because uh, in childbirth, because her daughter was given a drug to induce birth, mm. and um, and the daughter was one of these Berkeley types who did everything all natural and was uh, actually had mm. just gotten her doctorate. I mean, brilliant woman, and everything was perfect. And then this drug, um, which is not approved by the FDA, but is still used by the doctors, you know, it, it induces labor and then it, it, the, the uterus contracts so much that both the baby and the mother died. And uh. this grandmother, you know, the mother, she now has devoted her life to educating people about this. And so in the midst of this book signing with a number of other women in the audience, um, I talked about how courageous she was to just keep going, you know, because really, when you think about the worst thing that can happen to somebody, it's losing a child, right? Sure. And then we wanted to know, you know, how did you, because a lot of people, when you think about that happening to you, you think, oh, I'm just going to throw the covers over my head and stay in bed, you know, for years and years and years. But she just immediately went out and founded an, um, founded an organization, and she gives speaking engagements, and I... And when I and when I read her story out loud, she said, "You know, it's so interesting hearing this." She said, "Because I don't think of myself as courageous." And I said, "Well, of course you're courageous. You are the epitome of courageousness. You inspire the rest of us. You show us that even when the worst can happen, that you are able to, you know, continue, and you're able to uh, help other people. I mean, that's that's courageous, don't you think?" Oh yes, most. Definitely. Mhm. You're coming in and out. Are, am I? You hearing me? Talk? I have been talking about it. Uh, you're sort of coming in and out. I don't. I thought maybe it was my headset, but um, there are okay, ten chapters now. Okay, <laughs> good because I don't want them to miss anything. Um, <laughs> you have ten chapters. Um, the first chapter, chapter one, is called "What Is Courage." Chapter mm-hmm. two, taking taking the first steps toward a courageous courageous mindset. Chapter mm-hmm. three, overcoming fear and facing the unknown. Chapter four, uh, the courage to speak out. Chapter five, mm-hmm. the courage to build bridges. Chapter six, the courage to face adversity. Chapter seven, the courage to begin again. Chapter eight, the courage to fight. Chapter 9, The Courage to Make a Difference, and Chapter 10, Just Try It. And you can see how they're all different. Yes, very much so. They all have um, sort of uh, sidebar, what you call them, sidebars, Uh um, tips that help them to accomplish or whatever it is that's being uh, encouraged in that particular chapter. Mm-hmm. And you have where you have steps people can follow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just full, chock full of all kinds of things to help people in, in this area. Uh, mm-hmm. What I like, why don't we start out with you sort of talking to our listeners about what courage is uh, more right. definitively. 
Yeah, well, it's really, you know, it's really interesting because what happens is when you ask people to create a mental picture of, of courage, they think of a firefighter rushing into a burning building, right? Mm-hmm. Which obviously is something that uh, our bodies, you know, our psyches are trained not to do. But I would argue that that's not courage, that's bravery. Mm. And then other people think of courage as somebody who risks their lives to climb a mountain, you know, knowing that that a uh, that at any moment an avalanche can hit. Well, I would argue that that's recklessness. I think that courage is actually has a much broader application, and courage can be found in all of us. Just the courage to try something new. I mean, you know. The fear of change is one of the top ten fears. I mean, we can talk about all the different fears, and I'm sure um, in your work you've dealt with people who have had phobias and that kind of sure. thing. Yes. Yeah, and so, you know, courage courage can be can take on so many, it's, 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 it can be so many different things. Mm-hmm. And as you said earlier, it's particularly applicable during these times when we're all scared that we're going to be the next one to get laid off or, you know, we're afraid of, that we won't have health insurance or Social Security. I mean, there's just so many things to be afraid of nowadays, don't you think? Yes, but uh, if they're buying your books, they are shouldn't they shouldn't be terribly frightened, <laughs> or they at least should have uh, an optimistic uh, attitude. Uh, I remember there were certain things that I grew up with that my parents often said, like uh, "this too shall pass," um, you know, uh-huh. this mm-hmm. this is temporary. So you you never felt like this was the end or this oh, was yeah. uh, an unsurmountable. Well, you, you were raised with some good messages. Not everybody is. And right. in fact, um, and I'm sure you run across this as well, I mean, so many of the messages that we carry around stem from our childhood and hold us back. That, so a lot of people live lives that are quote-unquote safe because maybe they think that, well, you know, I'm not going to go take a risk because I won't be able to handle it, you know? Yes. And those are those are for messages from your childhood. But I, I love, yeah, I love what your parents had to say. And, um, you know, what we found from interviewing people um, was, and, and, and the reason why so many of these stories are so inspirational is that um, the end message is that people say, at the end, they say to themselves, well, you, you can take away everything, but you can't take away who I am inside. And that is, like, for instance, Angela Logan, did you read her story? Yes. The yes, woman, I remember a single that. mom of three. Yeah, that's, yeah. She, that's so great. She ended up getting um, profiled in national media. She was a single mom of three, an African-American who lost her job, was about to lose her house, but she um, started baking cakes. Uh, you know, her home was threatened with foreclosure, and so she started baking her family's favorite apple cake and named it the mortgage apple cake, and she sold 110 days, 40 days apiece, which uh, allowed her to pass some bills. And what she had to say was, like, the baking part was easy, but the hard part, the part that took her a lot of, uh, that took a lot of courage was having asked people to buy the cakes, you know, and yeah. tell them why. So... So what we quote her in the book is saying, you know, I just decided in the beginning that my pride was less important than saving my children and myself from losing our home. 
So she mustered up her courage and told them that she needed help. And, uh, you know, that's everyday courage, right? Oh, yes, most definitely. That's everyday courage. And those kinds of stories give the rest of us hope. Well, now you have a section here that I thought I, I, I it, well, first before I go on, because I was, was going to go on to chapter three, but is there something from chapter two you'd like to share? Uh, I like the random acts of courage, but uh, you know, is, is there something in there that you especially wanted to share? Um. Oh well, some of the stories center, like, for instance, uh, Fortitude is her forte, Finding Peace After Calamity. That was the story of a woman. That's really an amazing story, a woman in Oakland who was on the upper deck of the freeway that collapsed during the big Oakland uh, earthquake, you know? Yeah. The 7.1 magnitude Loma Prieta earthquake in 1989. And that's just an incredible story because 41 Mm -hmm. people were crushed to death in their cars and Ruthann whose car was completely obliterated and she was stuck inside of it, Um, she was rescued by two other women on that freeway who had also crashed in their cars. They had survived the fall as well. And one of them was injured with two ruptured discs in her upper back, but she went on to pull one man out of a truck that was leaking fuel and helped uh, move bloodied people from underneath trucks and... You know, so I mean, there's a lot of a lot of courage in this. Just the courage on Ruthann's end, because the story is about Ruthann and about the fact that even after this, she she went through a number of other crises, uh, brain surgery, operation, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is the courage of these two women that took action and helped save her. I mean, the heroism that that comes out, you know, during times like this. But the reason why I bring up Ruthann's story is because she credits uh, the study of Buddhism with helping her to keep going. You know, she's been close to death a few different times, and according to her, that it, it, I've got a quote in here, it took more strength and courage for her to make a commitment to stay alive than it did to let go. She doesn't, she doesn't fear dying. Um, so so then to deal with that, she she started practicing Zen meditation. And, and so that's, you know, that's her recommendation. That's, that's what we learned from her. And there are other stories of people who turn to spirituality. But then, you know, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a book about spirituality. It's a book simply about how different people cope and um, with, for, like I said, there's, there's, to me, there's two different – one is about people coping with crises, and, and the other is about people who pursue their dreams by addressing by first addressing their fears. Because we all have dreams. You okay, know, I heard the one – Hello? Okay. Um, yes, I heard the one, but I didn't hear the other. I don't know if it's just me or hmm. if – The connection, yeah, connections. Uh-huh. Um, coming a little bit in and out. Is there is there somebody looking at that? Hello. Hello. Do you want to call me back? 
Do you want to try calling me back? Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative Medicine Therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi light therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when Alternative Medicine Therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. Or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies. AchieveRadio.com Okay, yes, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Um, uh, my guest next week, November 2nd, 2010, um, will be November 2nd. Uh, folks, you have to forgive me with the, whatever the... Uh, issue is is apparently on my end and I don't know what it is because I'm not doing anything any different than I usually do so it's throwing me off a bit but I do want to tell you um, my guest next week um, on the well it's the 19th I believe Tuesday the 19th will be um, dear dear well, it will be Linda Cleaver. Oh, that's right, Linda Cleaver, author of The Fatigue Prescription, Four Steps to Renewing Your Energy. And at the end of that program, we will do the herb stone root and the asana bharat vajasana too. Okay, now we are back with Nina Lesowitz, author of The Courage Companion, How to Live Life with True Power. Now, if you want to call into the program, call 888-235-7374. That is 888-235-7374 to ask questions of my guest. If we have any difficulty again, um, we will have a break and get it resolved. But hopefully everything will remain on. Um, I, what I was getting ready to ask you, Nina, was if you would share the ten courage rituals that you talk about in your book. Oh yes, those are those are um, very important. So uh, let's see. Do you have page fifty-two? Page fifty-two. Okay. 
So here are some things you can do when you are so scared that you question your ability to keep going. First, think about being courageous for just this one moment and then create your very own courage ritual. Here are some suggestions. One, create a safe place in inner retreat in your imagination and then go there in your mind. Two, extend loving support to yourself as you would to a good friend by looking in a mirror and repeating, I love you. Three, listen to soothing music. Four, visualize yourself as a flower or a plant and imagine yourself getting nourished and basking in the sun. Five, turn negative thoughts into positive ones and imagine a brand new ending to your usual worries. Six, cultivate an attitude of gratitude by giving thanks for your blessings. So we know how powerful that can be. Oh, yes. Yeah. Seven, reach out to a trusted friend and ask to be nurtured. Eight, imagine yourself strong. Visualize yourself as a superhero or any other strong image. Nine, practice yoga stretches. And ten, consider adopting a pet. <laughs> yeah. So those are some wonderful uh, suggestions there, and I wanted to make sure we had a chance to share them. Um, Great. Now, uh, I'm, I think people pr- pretty much know this, and you sort of uh, alluded to it earlier in the program, but would you like to share what the top ten fears are? Uh, I think people would be able to guess, let me see, at least one, two, maybe three of these. Um, but I don't know if they would think of all of them as yeah. the top ten. Well, this you is know? Uh, based on a Gallup poll. Uh, because, you know, I think that the f- number one and number two sometimes are interchanged. But based on a Gallup poll a few years back, the number one was fear of flying. Number two is fear of public speaking. Then fear of heights. Then fear of the dark. And then intimacy. And then death and dying. Fear of failure. Uh, number eight, I mean, seven is fear of rejection. No, no, eight. Eight was fear of rejection. Number nine, fear of change. And number ten, fear of spiders. So these are the top ten fears after polling the public. Hmm. Very interesting. interesting. And, and it's interesting how fear of dying is down, you know, after fear of intimacy and fear of public speaking. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Um, now you. You also talk about, you have a section in here, which I think you need to share, uh, talking about downward, <laughs> as opposed to upward mobility, downward mobility, hard lessons, lessons during recession, uh, right. lead to resourceful new directions. Yeah, and which chapter is there? That's also in Chapter 3. I believe it starts on page 75. Okay. Yes. Yeah, well, no, this is uh, obviously very applicable during these times and everyone's reading these stories. But you know what's interesting, and this actually relates more to my previous book, Living Life as a Thank You, is that people are expressing less dissatisfaction these days because what they're doing is they see that their neighbors possibly are going through foreclosure or their colleagues are getting laid off and they think to themselves, well, you know, I may not be getting a raise this year or I may not be um, able to renovate my but at least I have a roof over my head and at least I have a job. So, right. you know, that's a little bit of good that's coming out of this bad economy. But, um, yeah, no, uh, a lot of people that we talk to, we just we try to in the book have a real variety. So this particular story... Um, 
relates to this woman who lost her job and which can completely deflate your self-esteem and destroy your sense of worth. I mean, it goes so much further than losing your income in many cases. I'm sure you've found that from talking to people. It's, it's just yes. people lose their identity. It's just huge. So this particular story uh, is about a woman who lost her job as a creative services project manager for the Boeing company who is making 94000 a year. And then ever, she's, ever since then, she's done everything from babysitting and secretarial work to cleaning houses. You know, I mean, her entire lifestyle was built around her salary, and, and they had a comfortable middle-class life, and now she's just in survival mode. And that's really not an unusual story, right? No, not at all. Not I know, I know. So, no. I mean, she says her lowest moment came when she was cleaning houses, but she also credits the epiphany with catapulting her into facing her fears and pushing herself completely out of the box. You know, she, um, and then she gives, she started making jam. And so you can, she sells her jam on Etsy.com, you know, where a lot of people sell their homemade <laughs> items. Yeah. And so she, and so every one of the stories, in addition to the sidebars that you mentioned earlier, after every single story, we give power practices, and they are based on the person, because we learn from these people's wisdom, right? You know, people who have been to the brink and back. And so she gives five tips for managing fears after job loss. Uh, I mean, it's probably too long to read, but. Um, but you know she she gives uh tips and and as 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 do all of these uh stories and with power practices well now you could share the um the what the tips are that uh you know for managing your fears after job loss that might be helpful right yeah yeah definitely uh you talk about explaining to your children how a parent loses their job uh losing their job will affect them, them. mhm. Yeah, they need to know that their lives will be affected by the loss of the job. It is nothing to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. And then don't worry about what your friends think or say. The fact of the matter is nobody knows what you're going through unless they went through the experience themselves. Try mm-hmm. to surround yourself with positive people who will make you feel good. Number three is don't be embarrassed to explain to your friends that your spending priorities have changed. And although you wish to remain friends and maintain the social life you had, you really don't have the cash to be able to spend to keep up with them. It, it is okay to host potlucks at home. It's the friendship that counts. Mm-hmm. Those who don't understand, let them move along. They are not truly your friends. Right. Tap into your other skills and talents is number for fourth tip. And then five is pay it forward, which is a great, great thing. And it's interesting how a lot of people who find themselves in, in these horrific situations, um, even worse than hers, I mean, ter- they, ter- they, they help other people. If you can help somebody along the way, help them, it will come back in some way, shape, or form is what she says. Somebody and it doesn't always have to be a monetary assistance. It can be, like you say, some deed that you do, uh, some helpful right. act. Well, volunteering is often, often helps people get out of their depression, right? Right. Um, well, now, we have a, a listener in uh, Alberta. His name is Jay, but I, I, we're going to be going to break in a little bit. So, Jay, okay. I'm going to ask you to hold on, and when we get back from break, uh, we'll you know go to Jay and what his okay. question or concern is. But before we um, 
before we do go, uh, was there anything else you wanted to share uh, briefly about, you know, tips for managing your fears at job loss? Uh, for job loss? Well, well, I mean, we suppose you're the spouse and your your spouse has lost their job. How can you be supportive? What are some supportive things you can do or a son or daughter, you know, can do to sort of help that person right. through? Well, I, uh, what the book advises and one of the major messages of the book is uh, the, a way to, to boost your courage quotient is to really just look at your fear in the face. And so, you know, we give tips from psychologists, and uh, so for a lot of people, it, it goes back to, you know, fear of mon- fear of not having enough money. That's one. That's a huge one, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. So that, so you know, that can just get you to the point where you become paralyzed. You become paralyzed with fear. So. It's it's important to really maybe maybe you know go see a therapist. I mean, well, uh, people can't afford it at that point because they're not they don't have insurance and they're not. But uh, talk to a friend or, or, or read a book or you know um, and really address what it is that you're fearful about, and then you can start to take steps to come out of that place. Baby, well, sometimes now- it's baby steps. Okay, very good. Um, We're going to go to break now. Folks, you've been listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Um, And I want you to remember, well, you know, that you can purchase and preview the book I co-authored, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health. Uh, And you can, you know, do that on my website, www.amtherapies.com. And when we get back... We'll be talking, wrapping up our interview with Nina Lesowitz, author of The Courage Companion, How to Live Life with True Power. And, okay, please follow me on Twitter. I'm Alternative Betty. And then we're also going to have Monique's Moments. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative Medicine Therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi life therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when Alternative Medicine Therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. Or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies. AchieveRadio.com Yes, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Uh, Make sure that if you are looking for property in the uh, Pennsylvania area, especially the main line, Delaware County, um, 
Lower Marion, call 866-472-6094. That's 866-472-6094. I have an exceptional broker to refer you to. Uh, simply call 866-472-6094 and mention code 5656 and you'll be contacted right away. Yes, we're listening to, we're listening to, we are talking with Nina Lesowitz, author of The Courage Companion, How to Live Life with True Power. Now, I have a caller on the line, Jay, in Alberta. You want to share your question with us? Sure. I just wondered, um, regarding true power, uh, I just wondered, it seems like people don't cry enough. I just wonder how much crying does person have to do to get uh, be more powerful. I just wondered about that. Wonderful question. Thank you. Yes, I heard the second part. He wanted to know how crying impacts um, the situation that you're talking about in terms of dealing with, you know, overcoming adversity and dealing with challenges in your life. You're talking about crying? Yes. Oh, crying. Um, well, yeah, crying is, is, is good, but uh, then what we found from interviewing all these people is that the common denominator is that these people still felt pain, they still felt fear, but they went ahead and took action. So, you know, whatever whatever it is that is living in your subconscious, you know, that's, that's generated by fear, um, what you need to do is just address it and then accept that avoiding those fears won't make them go away. Uh, you know, you can, of course, crying, I mean, Parthena, I think that you can address that question better about uh, what happens when mm-hmm. people do go through tremendous adversity. And yeah, so crying is a wonderful emotional release, uh, goes without saying, uh, right. and is certainly, you know, from my perspective, encouraged, uh, assuming that there isn't a lot of a, a negative consequence uh, as a result. Uh, tendency with men is that when they do cry, there is some type of negative consequence. I think that's changed mm-hmm. significantly in this day and age, which is wonderful. But yes, it's mm-hmm. certainly an emotional release that does um, minimize the stress effect uh, when we do go through, uh, you know, very challenging emotional emotionally challenging experiences. But mm-hmm. uh, one wonderful question, Jay. Thank you for calling. Um, uh, Nina, it's that time of the program when I ask my guests for their um, words of wisdom, some pearl of wisdom you'd like to leave with our listeners. Oh, that's great. Uh, <laughs> well, basically the habit of courage can be learned just like any other success skill is learned. And I know I talked about this a lot with my Living life is a thank you. You know, the brain is a muscle. It needs to be exercised, and you need to. You can shift your thinking, and 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 when you start to think positively, that begets positivity. You know, whereas uh, negative thinking begets negativity. So, um, you know, with courage, we need to work to address and reduce our fears, because there are going to be inevitable crises in life. And so there, you know, there are actual techniques we can use to change our self-perception. And one of them is, you know, create create positive affirmations, which I think can be very, very powerful. And do one little thing outside your comfort zone every single day, just something different. Um, in my case, as I mentioned, it was uh, I challenged my fear of public speaking by joining Toastmasters, and so now I can 
move on to the next level of my life. It's not holding me back anymore. Wonderful. And I thank you so much for sharing this time with us tonight. Give our love to Mary Beth. I've had her on the program before. And I look forward to having you or you and or Mary Beth on at another date with your next book. <laughs> oh, great. Thank you so okay. much. Thank Take you. Thank Have you a wonderful you. night. You okay, bye-bye. Okay, I think Monique is there with her moment. Monique? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I you know, it's wonderful. funny. How are you? This time I feel like I just talked with you yesterday for some reason. I don't know why. Isn't that strange? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to say it like that. <laughs> well, what wonderful pearls of wisdom do you want to share with us? I, I don't know if there's any, um, what do you call it, um, uh, what do you call extraterrestrial reason for this, but it seems to me that this past week has been very, very unique, very strange in many ways, um, with a lot of people's behavior and misunderstanding or whatever. I don't know. Something. Yeah. Well, you know, Venus is retrograde, so when, you know, Venus is the planet of love, and when it goes backwards, you know, love happens on many different levels. It's just not romantic love between, you know, two partners or a man and a woman. And so there's a lot of communication mishaps, and Mercury is going into Sagittarius, and that's like, oh, my goodness, it's almost like a, a Mur- uh, Murphy's Law. Anything can go wrong. It will go wrong. People will say something and then say, whoops, I really didn't mean to say that. But, you know, too late, it's already out. And that's going to happen for about another three weeks. But, you know, it's time just to put all that aside for a moment and appreciate that this time of year. I mean, Thanksgiving is coming up, you know, a um, couple of weeks on Thursday. Yes. Fantastic time, fantastic month, just to be grateful for everything. If you wake yes. up in the morning, be grateful, you know. Even if you don't have all the money you want to pay your bills or you can't do the things that, you know, you want to do, start living in the attitude of gratitude and then when all those other little mishaps happen it doesn't affect you so deeply Mm, very good this was very timely i'm glad you came on at this day on this day so what else um let me see there's so many questions that were in my mind when I um, knew you were going to be on the program, but with the in-and-out uh, technical challenges of the show tonight, I, they sort of flew away. Uh, so what would you like well, to share with our listeners tonight? Well, oh, and it also don't forget to let us know what's going to be on your program next. Oh, okay. Um, well, as far as sharing with the listeners, you know, just dovetailing um, on what I said earlier about being in the attitude of gratitude, the flow of gratitude, this is prime time to, um, if you haven't started meditating, to start meditating, to have a mantra that is positive so that it raises your energy above the rest of the world's energy and you can start to manifest or at least feel good about what's going on in your life. Um, one of my favorites is just chanting over and over again, I am that I am. And um, mm-hmm. those of us in the know know that that's the word for God. Mm-hmm. And, and and as you do that, it raises your vibration and you just feel so good. And yeah, if you can't do that, sit for a couple of minutes in silence and, and just be. You know, sometimes we forget to be. Yeah. And it's really important to just be. 
that uh, I am that I am, my father used to tell us when we were younger. Uh, very interesting you would bring that up. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe your daddy's talking to me. <laughs> to me, <laughs> to <Yeah>. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you just have to be grateful and be present, be aware, live in the moment. Um, as far as my show is coming up, um, it's Friday. Well, Friday. Hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> next hour, because I'm just skipping my show altogether, I guess. Yes. But next hour, I'm going to have Shalene. I hope I can get her name right. It's Atancio, I believe, and she's the author of Act from the Inside Out. She's a real live Hollywood actress, and she wrote a book on how to act your way into success. We've all heard that, you know, good old saying, "Act as act if." As, mm. You know, and everybody's like, yeah. "Well, if I could act as if, I'd have it." <laughs> so she's going to teach us how to do that, and you know, there are a few more little tricks that she has up her sleeve, and if you're a budding actor or actress, this is a show to tune into because she shares a lot of tips, and she's going to give away a copy of her book, Act from the Inside Out. And then in my second hour, I'm going to have Christy LeBlanc, and she is the author of Living with Certainty, Experiencing Deep Soul Joy. And this is, you know, a great book. It's not one of those woo-woo type things. Um, She is a life coach. Uh, She works with people with really getting them um, from stuck energy to moving forward. And, you know, if you're stuck and you're looking to change your life and move forward, Living with Certainty, listening in to Christy LeBlanc would definitely be a show for you. And, of course, on both shows I'm going to take your intuitive questions and I'll have um, Shalene answer her part of your question from the actor standpoint, how you can act your way into it. And then I'd have Christy answer it from, you know, Living with Certainty because there's so many of us living in uncertainty right now. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. I mean, everybody, you know, don't do, what is it, what do they say? Don't change, don't move that dial. Don't change that dial. Yeah, hey, don't touch Stay right dial. on. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, and uh, I look forward to listening to the program. Okay, great. Okay, you have a good night. Okay, you too, and thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, folks, um, do I have time uh, for maybe my herb of the day? I think I can. I think I can. Let me go ahead and do the herb of the day. Uh, tonight's herb is squaw vine, and according to Balk and Balk, the part used medicinally are the leaves and stems. Uh, so the phytochemicals include alkaloids, uh, glycosides, and uh, saponins and tannins. According to Balk and Balk, it relieves pelvic congestion and soothes the nervous system. Uh, Good for menstrual cramps and preparation for childbirth. Okay, we'll do the asana next week. No, don't don't ring the gong. We'll do it next week. Uh, you've been listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard. Now, remember my guest next week, November 16, 2010, will be Linda Cleaver, author of The Fatigue Prescription, Four Steps to Renewing Your Energy, Health, and Life. Uh, at the end, Stone Root and Bharat Jav. Vajasana too. Uh, wellness, wholeness, and wisdom. Be well. AchieveRadio.com. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation. 
Alternative medicine therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative medicine therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi light therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when alternative medicine therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. Or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies. 